0: Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's do it, everybody. Another edition of Locked On Lions on a Monday, March 30th, and a Tuesday, March 31st. Thank you for listening and joining us here. As we continue on talking Detroit Lions football, getting ready for the draft, which apparently is still going to be on in less than a month. April 25th, they're not going to do it in Las Vegas anymore, but... The NFL has basically put out the mandate to its players and teams, don't complain, don't say anything negative publicly, but we're still doing this thing. So players and college prospects now are having to do Zoom calls, Skype, go to meetings with teams, so video conferencing is what uh, is taking place instead of actual one-on-one meetings and, of course, workouts as uh, we remain in quarantine, basically. Uh, through uh, due to the coronavirus and I hope everybody is safe and healthy and feeling okay out there and certainly a very dangerous time uh, in our country and of course right here in southeast Michigan as well. Matt Derry with you locked on lions on this mock draft Monday thanks to our friends at the draftnetwork.com Joe Marino did his latest mock draft at the draftnetwork.com we'll go through the three picks momentarily it's a three round draft also the lions have some new players. As they have added to their roster here, uh, including over the weekend signing Reggie Ragland, the former Alabama linebacker, who I loved in college. Reggie Ragland is Jared Davis 2.0. He's terrible in coverage, but he can run like crazy at times and run down running backs. It's an interesting signing. I want to talk about it in a second. And also Geronimo Allison, former Lion Killer with the Green Bay Packers, the 26-year-old wide receiver, Getting a one-year deal at just the veterans' minimum of just over nine hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, Geronimo Allison, the wideout, now a Detroit Lion. So we'll get into that as well. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Also at Locked On Lions on Twitter. The Allison signing interesting. Peter Bukowski will join me momentarily to talk uh, from Locked On Packers about Geronimo and what happened to him, why he's no longer in Green Bay. Kind of a strange four years for Allison with the Packers. Kind of came out of nowhere. You thought he was going to be big time once he and Aaron Rodgers kind of hooked up in the 2016 season. Then he had a decent start to 2018. They moved him to the slot this year under Matt LaFleur. It didn't work out. We'll ask Peter all about Geronimo uh, momentarily. All right. uh, A lot to do. So, first and foremost, let's do the Mock Draft Monday thing before we talk about Reggie Ragland and Geronimo Allison. Um, So, Mock Draft Monday, we go to thedraftnetwork.com. And Joe Marino and his uh, 7.0. This guy uh, is all over the place. Joe, uh, no surprise, Joe Burrow, number one. Chase Young, number two. For the Lions at number three, Marino writes, Jeffrey Okuda cornerback Ohio State Okuda the Lions quote felt like a lock before the Darius Slay trade and it especially does now Okuda and Desmond Trufant have the potential to become the best cornerback duo Detroit has featured in a long time end quote yeah I mean Darius Slay spent you know six seven years in Detroit and uh, had his share of Pro Bowls and everything else but never was ever really paired with anybody um you know that, that that was fantastic you know, the, the days of, uh, uh, you know, Rasheen Mathis and, um, you know, the, the, the different guys that, that they tried to put, uh, you know, Rashawn Melvin last year. It seemed like every year the Lions were signing a veteran to a one-year deal to play on the outside opposite of Darius Slay. And the more people talk about Detroit at three, the less we're hearing lately about a trade down. Because the Lions have that gaping hole at opposite cornerback. Uh, Slay is gone. Trufant is in. So you make the swap there. And obviously the Lions lose out on the talent part of that swap. But gained more financial uh, flexibility and an extra year of Desmond Trufant on a two-year reported $21 million deal. Trufant's a good football player. And it was a good signing by the Lions. He's just not as good as Darius Slay. You've got Justin Coleman in the slot. With most teams featuring a three-wide outlook anyway, and right now, if the season were to start today, where would we say the Lions would be going at cornerback opposite of Trufant? Uh, it's anybody's guess. Um, you know, they they've got uh, Amanio Oruwariye back, um, which was a guy that, quite honestly, as a rookie last year, I expected more from. I really liked when they drafted him from from Penn State. But, you know, didn't didn't do enough, I think, last year to, to say that, oh, it's a lock that he is going to be on the team and, and definitely contribute. Um, but they expect a lot out of him, and you would expect that he would have some success. Um, Justin Coleman we talked about in the slot. Um, Oruarie, they picked up Tony McRae from the Bengals. They've got Mike Ford back. Uh, you know, but other than that, you know, the, the, the cupboard is bare at cornerback for the Lions. You know, Melvin is gone. Um, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about Logan Ryan, my guy uh, Mo on Twitter. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but, you know, Logan Ryan is out there if the Lions want to give him 8 ten million $9, $10 million a year. Jamal Agnew, players like that the Lions have under contract, but nothing substantial at the opposite corner on the outside with Font on one side and then Coleman in the slot. So the Lions desperately need a corner, and everybody feels like they're going to get Okuda. And the question's going to be, again, whether or not the Lions try to make a trade down. And in this mock draft, Joe Marino has the Chargers trading up with the Giants, trading the number um, uh, four pick, excuse me, the Chargers trading um, this number six pick to move up two two slots to four to get Tua. So, the Chargers acquire the number four pick. The Giants get the number six pick, the number 71 pick, and the number 151. So, what are we looking at? A one, three, and a five to move up two spots. The Chargers would take Tua at four in this mock. The Dolphins would then settle for Justin Herbert at five, and the Giants would still get Isaiah Simmons at six. That would be pretty darn interesting. And that would be very smart if you're the Giants because, yes, many have mocked an offensive lineman, whether it's Werfs or whoever to the Giants uh, at that spot. Andrew Thomas, any of the tackles. Um, Interesting mock here. The Patriots at 7, moving up with the Panthers to get Jordan Love. And the New England would have their quarterback. How about that? So just those are things to keep in mind. Uh, As far as the rest of the mock draft, Joe Marino has a guy in the second round that I love, that i watch watched play in the SEC, that I would love for the Lions to get, and I never thought in a million years he would be there in the top of the second round. I always thought this guy was like a late first-round pick. If you've ever watched Justin Matabike play, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M, I love this kid. Matabike would be the Lions pick at number 35 in this mock draft. Now, if you watch him play, he's like kind of undersized. He's He's not huge. He's not like 6'4", 6'5". They list him at 6'3". I don't see it. He looks to me more like 6'2". 300 pounds. Wears number 52. So he wears like a linebacker's number. But he's got speed. Played at uh, A&M. Was a junior last year as a red shirt. So he got his four years in. Good speed. Five and a half sacks the last two years. Um, You know, I I like him. I think that would be a cool pick for the Lions in the second round. Justin Matabike, M-A-D-U-B-U-I-K-E. Many people have mocked Marlon Davidson from Auburn at that spot. In this mock draft, Davidson goes forty, uh, number 40 to the Texans, five picks after the Lions. I like Matabike better. I just think he's quicker. Um, I don't see as much size on him, which I would like to see the Lions get a little bit quicker. Uh the, you know, it's interesting. The draft network lists Davidson at six three three hundred. And they list Matabike at six three three hundred. I, I think Davidson looks like a bigger, hossier player than Matabike, who to me has more athleticism. Watch some of Matabike's highlights on YouTube. Drops back into coverage sometimes uh as an interior D lineman, can play inside or outside. I think that would be a fantastic choice um for the Lions. Uh, in the second round, at the top of the second round. Third round pick, don't like it all. I'll give that to you next. And we'll also talk to uh, Peter Bukowski momentarily. You're listening to Locked On Lions. All right, Mock Draft Monday. Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Everybody, I hope everybody is safe and, and feeling okay and, and healthy. Please stay home. Please wash your hands and uh, just stay in the house until April 30th. Um all right, the Lions at number 67. They pass on a player that I think they should take. Julian O'Quara, Romeo's brother. Uh, the edge from uh, Notre Dame, who's been injured at ND, but he's a good player. Instead, Marino has the Lions in the third round at number 67, t- taking the big tackle from Georgia, Isaiah Wilson, who was like this humongous guy out of high school. Five-star, big-time recruit. And he's 6'7", 350 pounds. He's humongous. He only played for two years at Georgia. He was a redshirt the first year. Even though, like I said, he was huge coming out of high school. Uh, Redshirt sophomore, played two years at Georgia. Sometimes benched. Like, this is a total project pick. Isaiah Wilson has everything that you would want in terms of size. Like I said, a big tackle, 6'7", 340 that just is very, very powerful. But everybody is saying inconsistent with his hands and feet, not a great run blocker. I don't see that as being the fit for Detroit in the third round. Do the Lions need a tackle? Well, possibly. If they want to move Vitai Big V to guard, I don't know what the Lions' plans are. They haven't told us. Other than we know that Big V is a a member of the Lions and at least penciled in as the right tackle, I would figure, for next year. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see the lions have a lot of options at right guard. Uh, if if it's Odaya Bushi, if it's Josh Garnett, if it's Ben Schwal, whomever, if it's somebody in the draft, but to me, I wouldn't be taking a project in the third round in Isaiah Wilson, I'd be taking somebody like Julian O'Quarr or the cornerback from Ohio state. Damon Arnett would still be on the board in this mock draft. Um, um, you know, Richard Lawrence, the, the D-tackle from LSU, is a really good player. Really good player. Cam Dansler, the cornerback from Mississippi State. There's a ton of really good players that would still be on the board for the Lions, uh, but they have him taking Isaiah Wilson from Georgia, who, again, very highly touted, was supposed to be a monster, and now is left after two seasons, three seasons, but two playing seasons with the Bulldogs. All right, when we come back... Oh, no, real fast, but I want to get to Peter. But uh, the Lions signing Reggie Ragland, okay, if you recall when he came out of Alabama a couple of years ago, Reggie Ragland was a beast, a beast as a linebacker. And I was a huge fan of Reggie Ragland's uh, coming out of college, uh, out of Alabama. And I was stunned, stunned that he wasn't a um, first-round pick. He was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He was an All-American and all that stuff. And he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills um, in 2016. And he never really worked out and was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs two years later. And I just, you know, you watch Raglan play in college and you go, this guy is going to be an absolute stud. And he was on a really good defense at Bama and played with guys like Eddie Jackson and others. But he never really could, could move his feet in coverage, backpedal, and all these things. And now, you know, everybody used to say the Chiefs linebackers were their weak spot. And Raglan was a guy that rotated in and out. Now he's getting an opportunity with the Lions. And to me, he's like Jared Davis 2.0. You know, where do you put him on the field? Where is he best? Can he read defenses? Can he, you know, cover a tight end or a running back? And those are all things that are huge question marks with Raglan. There's a reason why he's joining his third team now in five years. But he can really run, and it's an interesting pickup. Interesting pickup, to say the least, and an, and an inexpensive one at that. As far as... Um, Geronimo Allison goes, the veteran's minimum for 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 Geronimo, and getting an opportunity to go to a <coughs> different place now after four years with the Green Bay Packers. And he was injured for most of last year, but it always seemed like he had big games against the Lions. And so I, I like this pickup. I, I, I think this is actually a good signing. It's a one-year flyer to see if this kid can make plays like he did at times for Green Bay but was very, very inconsistent, doesn't have blazing speed, wasn't drafted, but somehow spent four years in Green Bay playing pretty well. We're going to talk to Peter Bukowski about that coming up right now. Let's bring in uh, Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, the fine host of that podcast right here on the network. Talk a little bit about this Geronimo Allison pickup by the Lions. What's up, Pete?
1: Hey, Matt. Good to be here.
0: Uh, Great to talk to you as always. You and I, ever since uh, COVID-19, you and I are like (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts.
1: Well, it's always nice to have, uh, you know, someone else to talk to. It, you know, it gets isolating around here.
0: Oh, man, I tell you. So the Lions pick up Geronimo Allison over the weekend, a one-year deal, kind of veterans minimum. I guess two-part question to start. Number one, are you surprised the numbers were so low in terms of money? And number two, uh, was there any way he was coming back, or, or was this a no-brainer that the Packers were letting him walk?
1: Yeah, I wasn't surprised by the money given the, the season that, that Mo Allison had. Um, I was a little surprised that it was Detroit that, that picked him up considering, um, you know, the other receivers that they have. I just feel like they have, you know, a group of nice receivers and an opportunity in the draft to, to get someone else young and, and potentially productive for them. But other NFC North teams love nothing more than to sign players that the Packers let walk. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it is. Uh, In terms of the money, you know, when he signed his restricted free agent tender a year ago, um, the Packers actually gave him a little bit of a bump in money because they felt like he was such a a valuable part of their offense moving forward. He came out and started 2018 uh, like gangbusters. I mean, I think we all will remember probably forever what Aaron Rodgers did in the second half of that that, that, uh, Bears game in week one on one leg. On Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, I guess it was, and and Geronimo Allison had a couple huge catches in that um, in that game, including the touchdown that that sparked everything. He was leading the team in receiving before a freak injury uh, robbed him of the rest of his 2018 season, and then Matt Lafleur comes in. They change positions. Um, they changed offenses, and he just didn't really have a place in the offense anymore, and and did not look like the same player we'd seen in 2018.
0: So you know, you and I were talking before we hit record here, but they moved him to the slot, and it just it didn't seem like the the right fit.
1: Yeah, it, it was. Uh, There's a lot of weirdness with Jonathan Wilson last year because he made some huge plays for them. Um, you know, you if I was I was making this joke um to another Packers media guy on Twitter yesterday it was like you know if you just take the highlights you go this guy's really good cuz the good plays are excellent had a huge play against the Eagles um to help score points late in the in the first half had a huge play against Detroit to get them back in that game at the end of the first half had a fourth and, and long conversion against the Giants on the road um where Rodgers you know be, makes this ridiculous throw falling backwards, and, and Allison makes a great play. But he's not really a slot receiver, um, and even in, in, a, in a Shanahan offense where you don't need a Cole Beasley, Randall Cobb, Danny Amendola type, um, it, it, he just was uh, not, not well-suited to the role and never looked like he had the kind of explosiveness in his legs that we'd seen in 2018. And we can't blame that on the injury. That's the weird thing, Matt. It was a a torn adductor muscle. And the way that he describes the injury is he actually, and this is, I'm quoting him now, he felt like his testicles got twisted. This is a, this is a core muscle injury. This is a, a very weird thing that can happen. Those, that lower abdominal sort of area. It wasn't like this was a hamstring. It wasn't like he broke his leg. It was a core muscle injury, and yet his athleticism seemed significantly down in 2019 compared to 2018. I can't blame that solely on the position change. He just looked slower and less explosive.
0: Talking to Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked on Packers. Of course, Lions pick up a former Packer in Geronimo Allison, spent four years there. You know, you look at his numbers and you go, wow, for a guy that was undrafted, played in the Big Ten at Illinois, if you want to call Illinois football Big Ten football, uh, sorry. But, but but I mean, you know, you're right. It's almost like you look at his numbers and go, wait, that's it? Because it always seemed like he made a big play, but he only had six touchdowns his whole career.
1: Yeah, he was someone that, that Aaron Rodgers almost immediately and really by necessity uh, relied upon and trusted and he did look early in his career he looked like a player who you're going wait why did, did this guy go undrafted in the first two three years of his career you were like man this guy's really a, a solid nfl player and i i felt comfortable going into the 2019 season with devontae adams and geronimo allison and the cadre of young players going into year two that they had not when st brown gets hurt marquez all Gambling takes a step back but I did not anticipate Allison to look like this. I I still think he can be a good player. He can be a reliable safety blanket kind of guy. You just can't expect him to be something that he's not. He's not going to make big plays down the field. He's not going to be a run after catch guy. This is a guy that on third and six can get you eight yards. Um, last year he had this, he developed this weird problem of, of fumbling, just couldn't hold on to the ball. And I think he got a little bit of the ips, ended up losing his spot to Alan Lazard and just lost confidence and, and was never really able to recover. So my hope for Allison, who is a beloved teammate, someone that, like I said, Aaron Rodgers has always had confidence in um, that he can get a change of scenery and that, you know, can click with Matthew Stafford, because I, I think he's better than the player he showed last year.
0: And there always seemed to be something with him, whether it was the first year, like you said, he was undrafted and, you know, got cut, then re-signed and was a practice squatter. First year, he, he missed a game uh, to start the year uh, due to the league's uh, substance abuse policy, a violation there. Then there was an injury. And like you mentioned, last year, uh, some of the other guys kind of lapped him, but he was a, a bigger name than, let's say, uh, Lazard, although Lazard had a huge game against the Lions and Of course, there's the infamous. uh,
1: Which which huge game against the Lions? Well, the
0: Monday night, or the yeah, the Monday nighter, and then that was the game where Joe uh, Tessitore kept calling uh, MVS MVS all game, and it was like, all right, enough. His name's you know, it was like like a household name, but you always wondered why Allison wasn't on the field that night.
1: Uh, Yeah, and and I think Allison got hurt in, in it was either the lead up to or in that Lions game. But like I said, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where the Packers had a little bit of a revolving door. Even when Devontae Adams went down, they were trying to find, you know, that guy and, and the, the Lions were the beneficiary of that, not having to see Adams. But, you know, that's when Alan Lazard had his breakout and it was the Alan Lazard touchdown at the end of the game in week 17 that propelled the Packers to the two seat ultimately. So. Um, you know, it is in some ways appropriate that the guy who broke out and took Allison's spot and did it against the team who ultimately signed Geronimo Allison.
0: <laughs> and, and by the way, you were saying that all these ex-Packers uh, go to the NFC North. Well, I mean, Rick, Rick Wagner's in Green Bay, so there's that.
1: I, I think uh, I think the Packers would, would have gladly traded Rick Wagner for Geronimo Allison straight up.
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> Well, we're going to find out what the Lions uh, are really thinking. Obviously, Bob Quinn hasn't really spoken publicly about these these uh, free agent pickups, but you know, I, I don't think it's a huge surprise that Rick Wagner was maybe released by the Lions to save cap room. But then the Lions to sign that kid Big V from the Eagles, Vitai, to sort of take a spot and give Vitai Wagner money at almost ten million a year when Wagner's numbers and and starts and just everything are are, are a little bit higher is. is uh, they must see something in this Vitae kid. I don't know.
1: That uh, that off did not go unnoticed in Packers Nation. I will say, and certainly not in my household. I mentioned that Vitae is getting more, or, or a little, just a little less, a million less uh, per per season than Rick Wagner is getting on a two year deal. And I'm not at all convinced that Wagner is the Wagner is the inferior player.
0: No, I'm not either. Um, but again, I think the Lions want to run the football and they want offensive linemen that can really be road graders. I don't know if Vita that guy. PFF says his run grade is higher than Wagner's, but not the overall grade. And I would take it for what it's worth. It all comes down to scouting. and um, th- There's still no question. The Lions still have a big question at right guard and don't know who that go- is going to be. Some people may say... Tyrell Crosby plays tackle and Vitai plays guard, but you're not signing Vitae to play guard at $10 million a year.
1: Well, you would hope not, but th- that is, is. I'm actually, I have their, their depth chart up on our lads, and they, they have Vitai at right guard, but they have something called a Dan Skipper at right tackle. Oh,
0: come on, that's not updated. <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your Packers slappies to relax. I, I, I do see your Twitter feed from time to time. You've behaved yourself lately though. No no, uh, no no Twitter spats with TJ Lang lately for you?
1: Well, you know, I've been doing my best to behave myself. I feel like, you know, we all have to do our part in this in this sensitive time. So, you know, let's let's lift each other up rather than, than pull each other down, I think. You know, cuz we we're all sitting in front of our computers all day. We don't really have a choice. So, No, you're let's, right. Let's um, let's have civil conversations.
0: What's the what by the way, what's the Packers' next move? What 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 are you, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I think there there'll there is a chance that there is another Packers Lions exchange.
0: Oh, I think, you're teasing, I think there, you're teasing me here.
1: Well, I think there there is the potential. You know, Snacks Harrison is still out there. Yes, and is the, the kind of player that you know he's not going to play seventy percent of snaps anymore. But the Packers don't need him to let him play thirty five forty percent of snaps. They need an interior defender next to Kenny Clark for some run defense in the in the early downs especially I don't think Harrison is going to be particularly expensive he has been the player that I have suggested uh, all offseason and fits with what they've done Christian Kirksey was cut Rick Wagner was cut Devin Funchus uh, was cut so all of these got none of these guys will count against their their compensatory selections next year uh, Harrison would be another guy who's like that and then you go into free agency with your big four needs you've at least done something to address them, and now you can just go into the draft with a lot of flexibility and dexterity. I, I would have thought they would have been in for someone like Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf, who just, re-signed, or who just signed excuse me, at the money, but uh, I-, I think Harrison makes a lot of sense for them.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. All right, Pete, always love talking to you. Thanks.
1: Appreciate it, Matt. Talk soon.
0: Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers. That'll do it for another Monday, Mock Draft Monday, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk again tomorrow.